I need you guys to focus on the words that I'm about to say. Seriously, guys? I just sit there and told you that I needed you to focus on the words that I was about to say. And 92.5% of the heads in this room toward, turned right towards him. You see how easy it is? You see how easy it is for our focus to be bought from us at such a cheap price. At such a cheap price. All he had to do was holler, hey, look at me! And everybody did. When you know that I'm about to preach the Word of God. You know that all the value, I mean, the value's not anything that I'm going to say, but you know without a shadow of a doubt that what I was about to say comes from here. It comes from here. And yet so easily our eyes are taken off of what's important in life, taken off of what comes from this Word, taken off of our Savior, and put on whatever else that the world has in store for us. You know, Carly asked me before service what the Lord's been showing me this week, and this is what He's been showing me. I've literally had this vision of Christ, and, and He's there, and He's looking me right in the eyes. And he wants to connect with me, and he wants to be with me, and he wants to just share experience and love and time and glory with me. And I keep looking at something over here. I keep looking at something over here. I, I, I mean, I want you to think about that for a minute. I'm staring like in this, this, this vision I just keep having in my mind. I'm looking upon the face of the living God. And I'm staring into the eyes of the Savior, the King of Kings, and the Lord of Lords. And yet I keep getting distracted by something off in the distance. And Jesus Christ, uh, my Savior, my King, has to keep going, Hey, I'm over here, buddy. Hey, I'm over here. For whatever reason, my attention keeps getting diverted. My attention keeps getting stolen. My attention keeps getting bought at such a tiny minuscule price look it's the king of glory oh wait something shiny and I'm distracted and my focus shifts off what it should be on and on whatever the world wants it to be on corona 19 is a distraction all the injustices in our world they're a distraction the economic disasters, the presidential elections, distractions. Distractions. Distractions to get us to take our gaze off Jesus Christ. You know why? Because if we were to keep our gaze fixed on Him, we'd be healed. If we were to keep our gaze on Him, we'd be reconciled. If we were to keep our gaze on Him, He'd be our King and our leader. If we were to keep our gaze fixed on Him, we'd be saved and restored and redeemed and resurrected and brought back to life. Can somebody say amen? amen. And yet, everything in the world keeps stealing our gaze away from our Savior. If you would stand with me for the reading of God's Word today. The book of 2 Corinthians in chapter 4, and this is what the Bible says. Therefore, since we have this ministry because we were shown mercy, we do not give up. Say, we do not give up. Instead, we have renounced secret and shameful things, not acting deceitfully or distorting the word of God, 
but commending ourselves before God to everyone's conscience by an open display of the truth. But if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. In their case, the God of this age has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For we're not proclaiming ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord. Come on, man. And ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For God who said, let light shine out of darkness, has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of God's glory in the face, in the face, in the face of Jesus Christ. Can you say amen? Yeah, give him praise and let's pray, man. Lord Jesus, show us your face. Show us your face. Break through the dark clouds in our life. Overcome every distraction. Show us your face. Show us your face in every heart. Show us your face in every mind. God, show us your face. Unclouds your word. Open up truth to us, God. We love you. We praise you. We're looking at you. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Let's give him a shout of praise one more time, family. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Therefore, since we have this ministry, because we were shown mercy, sometimes it's easy to forget that the only reason that we live and breathe is by His mercy. The only reason that we still exist at all is by His mercy and His grace. You know, if we got what we deserved, we'd be in hell right now. And that's the truth. And that may not be a popular thing to preach on a Sunday morning, but it's a real thing to preach on a Sunday morning. It's real. It's real. And people need to focus on that man if we spent our time focusing on how thankful that we should be for the grace of God we wouldn't have time to gripe and complain and moan about everything else that's going on in the world around us if we just sit there and just praise his name if we just got real about it if we just got real about it you know you know I've, I've got a buddy that's a, a super intellectual and just a, and he was an awesome warrior for God and he's left the faith and like he's exploring all these like old religions and like intellectualism and mysticism and all these things and I was like and I and I just want to say to a man like you know I've been down those roads I've been down those roads because I fancy myself an intellectual you might not realize that I'm also interested in things mystical and so there was a time in my life when I went down those same paths that he's going down now but when life got real I, I need you to hear me right now you know and in theory it was cool for me to explore those things and be like, oh, this is cool, and these things sound neat, and, 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 and this fulfills my you know, spirit of, of, of whatever it is. And, 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 I, and I wanted to, to grab onto those things. But when life got real, when life got real, it was Christ that was there. Can you say amen? When life got real, when I needed something of substance and not something of theory, when, when I needed something that was more than an idea, Man, Jesus Christ is the real deal. A living, breathing, speaking, saving, healing, restoring, redeeming, resurrecting God that is available, accessible, and all-powerful. Can you give him praise this morning at the Way Church? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. And in light of his mercy, in light of his mercy, I live and breathe because he's real. Because he's real. And whenever I focus on him, I don't have time for the rest of that garbage. I don't have time for it. And, and, and 
Verse 2 says, and we've renounced the secret and shameful things and not acting deceitfully but, but, but commending ourselves before God to every, and, and not distorting the word of God but commending ourselves before God to everyone's conscience by an open display of the truth. We're doing a whole sermon series about this. It starts next week. It's called Twisted. I just want you to be here for that. But let me give you an intro about that right now. Too many people. Too many people, even ones that mean well, also ones that don't mean well, taking what's in here, twisting it, turning it, putting it in a blender, straining out the parts that they want, keeping what they like, and throwing the rest away. We're not going to do that here. We're not going to do that here. We're not going to do that here. We're going to preach what's in here. We're going to teach what's in here. We're going to live and breathe and walk and talk and glow with His glory by what is in this book. We will live and die by what is in the pages of this book. Can you say amen? And if you ever catch us not, confront us about it, please. I would love nothing more than to sit down and open this book with you. You know, I'm not one of those preachers that's like, what I say goes and my interpretation of Scripture is absolutely correct. It's not. I'm just going to warn you. There's some stuff that I don't know right, don't teach right, don't speak right, but I would love nothing more than to make sure that we don't have a distorted view of what is in this Word. I want us to have a focused view of what's in this Word. Focused, not distorted. You know what happens when you pick up a pair of binoculars and they're not tuned in? You can't see nothing. You'd be better off looking with your naked eyes than you would be looking through, looking through a lens that's not focused. And so what I want us to do is make sure that we have the Word of God in focus. In focus. So it's not twisted. It's not distorted. So that what we're reading is not distorted and what we're teaching is not distorted. I want us to go all in for the Word of God as it's written. Not taking things away, not adding things to, but teaching what the Word of God says. Teaching what the Word of God says. That's the only thing that's going to help us is an open display of truth. Not, not, not the gospel truth that, that, that like has some kind of fluff added on to it. And, and, and not the gospel truth that, that, that has you know, some, some kind of like, like stuff stripped away so that it's more palatable to the people out there. No, see, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. Because the gospel is what has power. The gospel has power. You know, like I posted on the Facebook the other day, you know, the power to change this world, the power to change this world is, is not in government. The power to change this world is not in, you know, in, in finance. The power to change this world is not even in people. The power to change this world is right in here. The power to change this world is in the name above every name, the only name under heaven by which we may be saved, the only power to break chains, save lives, save souls, and change this world is the name of Jesus. Can somebody in here scream his name and give him praise and say amen and do all that stuff because he is worthy of it all. He's worthy of it all. And he's the only chance that we have. And he's the only chance that we have. And his gospel is the only thing that can save and the only thing that can transform. You know, we can try our best. You know, and, and, and I tell my testimony a lot. And, and, and just because it's a testimony of God's power, it's the only one that I have, right? I just lived the one life, right? And, 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 but, but here's part that I don't really explain much. Uh, but, but, but I tried. I, I, I tried. Hey, listen, I tried to get better. I, I tried. Didn't you try? I, I tried. I white-knuckled it, man. There were times when, when I would get away from the sin that I was in for months at a time. But my whole life was this. You understand what I'm saying? 
It was this, like it was this every moment. No, 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 I'm, I'm not, no, no. And then I tried my best, but there was no power in my try. There was no power. There was no power. And, and you know, I'm used to doing stuff myself. I, I'm used to being independent. I, I'm used to being able to tackle whatever obstacle comes my way. You know, I mean, I, I'm a big, strong man. I want to be able to do it. But there's no power in me. There's no power in me. I can't do it. My focus was on me. My focus was on me. Where should my focus have been? On him. And as soon as my focus shifted, everything changed. Everything changed in my life. And you know, some of you have heard my whole story. I'm not going to tell it today, but, but you know, my, my, my life was complete darkness. And, and, and all that happened, and it seems little, it seems little to some people, but, but, but he just showed up a little bit. Just, just, just a spark of light in all that darkness. You hear what I'm saying? But for just a moment, for just a moment, the blindfold was lifted from my eyes. For just a moment, the blindfold that the world had put on me, the, the, the blindfold that the world had put on me. Look, this is my mask, but it can easily become a blindfold. It's multifunctional. I was blinded by the world. Blinded. Blinded by the world. That, that, that next scripture says that if our gospel is veiled... It's veiled to those that are perishing because the God of this world, that's the devil in case you don't know, the little G God of this world. I'm not going to fall off. Don't worry. I'm good. The little G God of this world has put a blindfold on them so that they can't see. But you know, it's not as obvious as this. See, you see the blindfold that's out there on the world, it doesn't look like this. The, the blindfold that's out there on the world looks like everything that the enemy puts right in front of your face. It looks like your, your social media feed. It looks like your economic needs. It looks like your relationships with the people around you. It looks like all the negative crap and even all the other stuff that's good but not great that happens in your life. And it floods you all the time. It floods you. And there's advertisements everywhere. And there's marketing coming at you from every angle. And there's anything and everything to keep you blinded by the things of the world so that you cannot see the light of His glory. Can you say amen? And that's where most people live. Just like this. Walking around every day. Just like this. Walking through life blinded. Blinded to what actually matters. Blinded to what actually means something. Blinded to what has eternal significance. This blindfold is made of the temporary. Do you hear me? This blindfold is made of the temporary so that we can't see the eternal. Can you say amen? And yet, in the midst of all this darkness, in the midst of all this distraction, there is a light that shines. There is a light that shines. You ever play hide and seek with somebody and they're counting and they're like... 
You know why they're doing that? So they can catch a glimpse. They just want to catch a glimpse to give them a little clue of where they ought to go to find what they need to find. And so the Lord encourages us to peek a little bit. And he'll try to get your attention in a whole bunch of different ways. But what happens is, and this is my story, and I know this is the same story for so many other people in here. What happens is, is I'm not going to follow, I'm good. What happens is that all of a sudden something happens in your life and you see, you see something that you know can't be of this world. You experience something that you know can't be of this world because it doesn't look like any of this. You understand what I'm saying? It's different. It's better. It's more. It's pure. It really can only be described in one way. You get a glimpse of glory. Somebody say glimpse of glory. Because glory doesn't look like anything on this earth. You understand what I'm saying? You get a glimpse of his glory. And those of us that have been saved, we got a glimpse of his glory. Those of us that have been saved got a glimpse of his glory. And once we got a glimpse of his glory, you know what we wanted to do? We wanted to see some more of that glory. We didn't want to look at the world anymore. We all of a sudden, all we wanted to do was just stare into his glory. And I don't know about you, but I know this about me. I want to stare at the Son of God till I burn out my retinas because only when I'm fully blind to this world can I truly see Him. Can somebody say amen? Can somebody say amen? I want to stare at Him till I burn Him out. Till I burn Him out. Because you know what? Once I've gazed upon His glory, I don't care about seeing anything else on this earth. Can you say amen? Anything. I just want to see Him. I just want to see Him. I want to see him in you. I want to see him in me. I want to see him everywhere that I look. And if I don't see him, I want to turn away. I want to turn away. Unless he puts me on mission. Unless he puts me on mission. Because you know what our job is, Christ followers? Since I've seen him, I want you to see him. You understand what I'm saying? If, if you, since I've seen him, I want you to see him. Because it's the most beautiful, the most amazing thing that I've ever witnessed in my whole life. And, and, and when you see something cool, you know what my son Logan says all the time? Dad, let me show you something cool. Let me show you something. And usually it's him like jumping around. He's like, I got a 360 no scope on this guy. And whatever. But listen, that's important to him. He wants to show me his skills. He wants to show me this achievement. You know what I want to show people? The greatest thing that I've ever done in my life is to gaze upon his glory. Hey. 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 Yeah. Hey, come and see. Hey, come and see. Come and see the light. Come and see the light. Hey, no, 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 no. Take that thing off your face. 
Look at the Son. Lord Jesus, we praise you. We worship you. We thank you, God. Lord, let us gaze upon your glory until our redness burn out so that in our blindness we can see. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Let's give him a shout of praise, can we? Our focus is not for sale. Our focus is not for sale. Amen. Amen. Business and uh, strategy coaching will tell you that there's three types of focus. There's inner focus. There's other focus. And there's outer focus. Right? So the focus of me and how I'm doing, me being self-aware and, and planning for me and how I feel, my other focus is how others perceive me, how I perceive them, my, my empathy and sympathy skills and my outer focus of things that are bigger than me, things that I, I can't explain, that, I, that are not between us, but somewhere even bigger than that. Now, I, I'm here to tell you that there's one answer and it's the same for all three. It's Jesus. The Jesus in me, the Jesus in others, or the Jesus I'm trying to get into others, and that there is Jesus. The Jesus in me, the Jesus in others, and Jesus. Now, I will break those focuses down to just two. There's internal focus, and there's eternal focus. There's internal focus, how I feel, how I want to make others feel, how I, my position in this world, or there's just eternal focus, Jesus in me, Jesus in them, and just plain Jesus. Can somebody say amen? amen? Skipping ahead to the next book, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, starting in verse 6. So we are always of good courage. We know that while we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord. For we walk by faith, not by sight. Yes, we are of good courage, and we would rather be away from the body and at home with the Lord. So whether we are at home or away, we make it our aim to please Him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, Amen. so that each one may receive what is due for what he has done in the body, whether good or evil. Therefore, knowing the fear of the Lord, we persuade others. But what we are also we are is known to God, and I hope it is known also to your conscience. We are not commending ourselves to you again, but giving you cause to boast about us, so that you may be able to answer those who boast about outward appearance and not about what is in the heart. Jesus in us, Jesus in others, and Jesus because we walk by faith right we walk by faith not by sight but also not just the Jesus that is in us we knowing the fear of the Lord because in the fear of the Lord is where wisdom begins the fear of the Lord since we know that we persuade others as well with everything that we can and everything that we do we have to make sure that we are using our focus of the Jesus in us to get Jesus in others 
so that everyone knows there's Jesus. Inner, other, outer, it doesn't matter. It's Jesus. It's internal or eternal. It boils down to what you're doing today or what you're doing forever. It boils down to being away from the Lord or at home with the Lord. Missing or reconciled in Jesus' name. Which one do you choose? Away or at home? Away or at home? You know, there, there's so many filters going on. It's not just focus. And it's not just things that are, are, are obstructing your view. Things that are standing in the way that you can't see around or making it fuzzy to see through. But just plain old changing what you see. You can take a picture now and look like an old person. So I could take a picture of me and look like Paul. That's insane. The filter. It changes everything that you see. And now it's such a thing about filters and pictures that people will post pictures and say, hashtag no filter. Just so you know, this is how I really look. This is just me. And, and those are amazing because they're great pictures. But can you imagine sitting before the judgment seat of Christ and going, no filter, it's just me, what do you see? Him going, nothing good. Nothing good. Nothing good. But when Jesus Christ steps in front of you and God the Father and see me through the filter of Christ, now I see my son. Now I see my daughter. Now you are reconciled home because I'm not looking at you. I'm not looking at the things that you've done, the things that you're doing, or the things that you're going to do. I just see the righteousness of the Son of God. So I, I want a filter, y'all. I want a filter. I want Jesus Christ to be standing in front of me so that, he, that I and everything that I am is filtered through Him and received by God the Father. That is what I want. Now, I don't know if you all have uh, heard this before. I've said it a couple times, but I, I'm colorblind. I'm colorblind. And, and I was given those in chroma colorblind glasses, right, to allow you to see color for the first time. And I... I doubted the, the effectiveness of them completely because I didn't think I was that colorblind but when I put them on I didn't realize the things that I had been missing I didn't know that you could see life and death in a tree that there was parts of it that were more alive than not and I, I was moved and, and I came over and I looked at, at my wife and my boys and my daughter, and they all have this hazel green eye. And I'd never seen it before. And I bawled. I bawled being able to just see the, my wife's and her eyes and all of our children. And I just bawled. It was just the most beautiful thing that I had ever seen. But I didn't know what I was missing. I didn't know what had been robbed of my focus. I didn't realize what it was that I hadn't seen. And so when we give the gospel to people, they don't know what they're missing. 
They don't know what they're missing. So often people think, I've got this. I've already, I know what colors are what. I can see the world through my lenses. I don't have to worry about that too much because they don't know what they're missing. They don't know that you can see life in death in a person whether Jesus is working in them or not. You can't, you don't know what you're blind to if you've never seen it before. And the world has been blinded. Blinded. And so it's our job to persuade others by the fear of the Lord and say, no, no, no. Let me just show you my perspective. Let me, I want you to see what I have seen. I want you to know what I have seen and how beautiful the glory of God is. Now also, I have always wanted glasses. I don't, I, I just want glasses. I'm always, I have perfect vision, but I, I've always wanted to be, you know, reading or, or one of my kids come up to me and say something and me just be able to go like, <laughs> put the fear of the Lord in them, right? Just one of these right here where, or where you tilt them down and you look over them. I, I wanted to do that so bad and I went to the optometrist. And y'all, I, he's putting things in front of my eyes. He's going, is this better or is this better? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's okay, I guess. It's whatever. Uh, Hoping that I would get like a mild prescription so I could do the. And he looked at me and shook his head. He's like, you got perfect vision. Leave. I wish I could tell y'all that was like 10 years ago in my early 20s, but that was like last week. <laughs> But every time he puts something in front of my eyes, he's like, is this better or is this better? Is this better or is this better? Is this truth better or is this truth better? Is this better or is it? Does this make you feel better? Can you stand what you see now? Is it this? Is it this social injustice? Is it this political campaign? Is it this thing? Is it this filter? Is it this news update? Is it this status update? Is it what's on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or what? Which one's better? And man, when I got up out of that seat and I didn't have any filters on what was in front of me and I just had what God had given me in the first place, it was perfect. It was perfect. I want to see God with no filter. But man, I want Him to see me through the filter of Jesus Christ. Going on down in verse 20. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. God making his appeal through us. The glimpse that Pastor Paul was talking about, the glimpse of the glory of God the 